Welcome to the Century 21 Foundation Series, an introduction to our unique process and how we help agents build better businesses, defy mediocrity, and deliver extraordinary client experiences. Let's get started. All right, we are here for wrapping up our foundation series with our business planning today. Um, so we're going to go ahead and cover the eight components of a good business plan. But before we jump into those, um, let's just talk about why business planning and why as a new agent, um, we're giving this to them about that year, first year mark. Um, and then every year thereafter, we're going to ask them to do this. So why business planning? Because we're running a business. Hey, that's smart right there. And because we're in the business of helping agents build better businesses. Mm -hmm. And a business is different than just selling houses. And there's a lot of uh, thought that we've put in so far into structuring our business in a way that we have good leads and good systems and processes for our clients. And uh, business planning is a, I don't know, big, scary, technical idea, but it's really not. Yeah. It's an opportunity to step back and take a look at uh, where we're headed and how we're trying to get there Mm -hmm. and what success looks like or doesn't look like. Yes, absolutely. And uh, it really, I think Buffini describes this best. Uh, I think he described it as the three different hats that we all need to have in our business. One is the hat of a CEO and that's Mm -hmm. to set the vision and the course and the direction and make sure that we're the rainmaker and making things work. Sales and marketing. Yeah. And then you got to be a CFO and manage your money and a COO and manage your process. Yep. Absolutely. So, uh, yeah, we are the CEO of our business when we step into business planning Mm -hmm. and we're making high level decisions. And part of business planning, again, as we run through the process, isn't some huge, scary process. It's just stepping back and looking at your business, um, all the moving parts and thinking through where we can improve, what we can change uh, to help us get to where we're trying to go. Absolutely. And so I just want to tell everybody that as you're listening to this in your first year, you're right at your first year mark, that it it isn't so big and scary. Just take the pieces of what you know and where you want to go and figure out how you're going to get there. And don't worry about maybe all the things you don't know yet about your business, right? So just kind of start with what you got um, and make a plan and go forward from there. So as you're following along, we do have this in a print format in our workbook or then in the electronic format in our business planning spreadsheet. Um, So that's kind of what we're walking through today um, to help you think about the eight components of your business plan. So first off, let's start with um, where in the heck you're trying to go, right? So we always want to start with a vision, mission, and our core values. Um, So let's talk a little bit about um, what vision, mission, core values is all about. Well, we're, <clears throat> we're also running a business, and so we do this yes, also do. every single year yeah. and every single quarter, and one of the first things we always want to do when we're planning is start at the very, very top and reconfigure in our, in our mind who we are and where we're trying to go, what matters to us, right? Yep, absolutely. Um, so this uh, little worksheet we have here to redefine our core values of the things that we believe we should and shouldn't do, our mission is, is really like, why am yeah. I even doing this? What is my... Uh, am I trying to change a family tree? Am I trying to reach a certain production goal? Am I, what is, what is my core driving force yeah. to be inside of this business? Yeah. And uh, then my vision, where am I going and who am I targeting? Like who is my ideal target client? Who yeah. am I aiming to produce my product for? Right. So I can obsess about them and make sure that all my plans are structured around building around a that. product that helps them get yes. what their needs are. Yeah. Um, and, and my strategy. So um, this can be challenging to think through. It doesn't have to be yeah. a huge endeavor. Right. But every year and every quarter, we should revisit why we're doing what we're doing and yeah. what our big, hairy, audacious goal really is. Yeah, absolutely. Because if you don't have that, it's why are you doing it? I think that's been referenced several times. If you don't have a goal, it, you, 
you can miss, like if you can't aim at, aim at nothing, right? So you have to have a goal, like why am I doing this? And it will help you get up every morning and make those calls and do the things that you need to do if you know where you're trying to go. Most people aim yeah. at nothing and hit their target with, with remarkable accuracy. Right. <clears throat> I, I think, think that, that was, was a Joe Nego. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was trying to remember how to say that. Um, but some other resources that we've talked about for this, if you're kind of, um, you know, not sure where to go, not sure where to start, um, what are some other things that they can um, think through? Yeah, we've had fun over the years with uh, our internal lifetime extender exercise, which yeah. is really just a couple hours of sitting in a room with a group of people as, as a workshop and figuring out, heck, not just where we're trying to go in the business, but what our, where we're trying to go in life. Right. What really matters to us, what, I guess, what our last day on the planet looks yeah. like, and then working backwards from there to yeah. how do I build a business and a world and a family and a structure by design that is going to get me to that, to that place. So lifetime extenders, a great exercise. We love Buffini's five circles, Absolutely. which uh, helped me with the five. I got yep. a family, physical, business, business spiritual, spiritual, and um, mental, mental, no financial is your other one of them. And yep. uh, that's just a great, I don't know, framework to yep. think through the moving parts of my world. Yep. Um, so I think five circles is super helpful. Yep. And then, uh, I don't know, I've, I've talked a lot over the years about involving my family in this process. And right. I, we have weekly family meetings and I've actually done uh, special dates with my kids where I've taken them off to create business plan, not business planning, but life planning for yeah. them where we just talk about their goals where and their vision. Yeah. But then rolling that all up into our family and making sure that where we're trying to go as a collective, uh, that my business yeah is working to be the vehicle to help us get to where we're going. Right, yeah, uh, helping with that, not a hindrance to that, right? It all kind of has to go together. So, so. we're talking 50,000 foot yeah. starting point and yeah. just taking 10, 15 minutes to reconfigure your thinking about all those things is a great way to start business planning. Absolutely. So know your, know your why, know where you're going. Um, this next one I love um, was new to me when I started in the business as well, the SWOT analysis, right? Um, so you're looking at this, your strengths, weaknesses, your opportunities and threats. And so there's a way specifically when you describe how to think of each of these things. It's like kind of internal, external. So tell us a little bit about a SWOT analysis and why it's important. Well, it's, I want to go back to the beginning. It's, yeah. it's like where we want to start with business planning is what my production goals are for the year. Right. <clears throat> and we want to get there for sure. Yeah. Uh, but with vision, mission, core values, we're just talking about, well, what's really important to me? What's my why? With a SWOT analysis, which was a something I learned in marketing. It's a very common analysis. This isn't something we made up, but a SWOT analysis is really just to look at the environment that we're in. Yeah. And we're talking about, first of all, SWOT, SW, our strengths and our weaknesses. Yes. So we're, we're starting internal on yep. the left-hand side. Yep. Uh, what am I good at? What do I bring to the table? What are the things that I'm uniquely capable at? What are yep. my unique abilities? What do you, I bring into the marketplace that I think is going to be of value yeah. to the people I'm looking to serve. Yeah. Weaknesses. Well, what are some of the things that aren't my superhero capabilities that maybe I need to figure out how to outsource yeah. or aren't things that are my uh, areas to play into? Absolutely. And then we shift to opportunities and threats. And these are external. And our opportunities are, well, okay, what's going on outside right now? Where's the market at? Uh, is new construction a hot space right now? Right. Where are areas that consumers have a need that no one seems to be filling very well? What's right. a niche or a demographic or what's going on out there? And then threats is, hold on, what's going on out yeah. there that could knock me off my horse, that yeah. could throw me off? And so a SWOT yeah. analysis, strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, threats, it's really just an analysis of the environment and, and, and myself and how I can start to think about opportunities, or dangers that may present themselves as I make my business plan. Things that could get in your way, right? I like, but 
allow you to knock you off your horse. I like that, that description of that. So internal and external SWOT analysis. And as we continue down the sheet here, before we go on to the next, um, this is where you can get a little bit more into the numbers right at the very bottom here and, and think about like the production side of things. But I really love this kind of goes back to that lifetime extender concept, honestly, the, um, the 10 years, right? Like, um, what's the, I'm thinking of a saying specifically here. I'm throwing this in, um, people, um, drastically underestimate what they can well, they overestimate, overestimate what they can do in a year yep. and underestimate what they can do in 10. Absolutely. Yeah. <clears throat> I think, uh, I think Bill Gates is the one that they accredit that quote to, but I, I'm sure it's, uh, been around yeah. a lot of other places as well, but yeah, so our, our next little item on our worksheet here is to establish some uh, more practical goals, right? Right. And the idea here is, yeah, starting with, if I go out as far as 10 years, which yeah. is really, really helpful psychologically, because to think about what I want to sell next year in and of itself is helpful. Yes. But normally, if we're smart, we're trying to go somewhere. Yeah. And there's a path that we're going along. And so if I know where I want to be one day when I'm 80, mm -hmm. uh, I've got to have some picture of where I want to be 10 years from now. That helps me then create a benchmark for three years from now and then one year. So yeah. I'm creating a trajectory and I'm yep. creating context. So yeah, 10 years from now, what am I passionate about? Where do I re really want to be? Um, if I view myself out 10 years from now, what am I known for? Uh, what have I accomplished? And, and part of the game here is actually to view yourself 10 years from now, yeah. not look out to the future, but imagine 10 what years does, from now. What do I look like then? What does it look like yeah. for me to be where I yeah. really, really want to be? Yeah. Um, and then a detailed image of our future business is a great exercise that's in here as well, which is, uh, well, what does my business look like in 10 years? Mm -hmm. What are the moving parts? Uh, who's maybe along for the ride with me at yeah. this point? Yeah. Uh, what's changed in how I'm providing value and, and maybe what's changed in what parts of the business I'm focusing on versus yeah. other people are helping with. Yeah. Where um, I get to be then maybe as far as where, where I have to be now. So that's a good place to yeah. start with goals because again, we're not starting with uh, more than more. We're, we're not starting yeah. with how do I sell more houses next year? Yeah. We're starting with the context and the yeah. context is a big mission of who you are, where you're trying to go and uh and a, a flag it's actually a good yeah. like a golf metaphor right absolutely you can actually see the flag off there it's probably four shots away right but what am i going to do to go get how there? am i going to get to that point absolutely. absolutely that's good all right so we have all of that put together um, and now what we're going to do is we're going to spend a lot of time in our business planning just looking back um, so we have to review what you've already done um, so we're going to do our positive focus here, if we're following along in here, and we're going to look off the back of the boat. I love this concept, so I want to actually talk about this concept of looking off the back of the boat a little bit more before we talk about this um, looking back. Well, we're, we're about to sit down and think about all the giant dragons we want to slay next year, yep. <clears throat> all the increases in production and missions that we want to accomplish and projects that we're going to do, and before we do that, we always want to take... Uh, account and accounting of all the stuff we have accomplished. Yeah. So um, this is just a quick exercise and we do this with all of our yeah. business planning and anytime we're working on uh, deciding what next dragons next? we want to slay, yep. we're stopping, we're walking to the back of the boat and looking backwards to see as we've been sailing, how much progress have we made? Uh, worth explaining that one? I think so. Cause I mean, yeah, the visual well, is helpful for me. Yeah. Well, I mean, we talk about this a lot, but uh, when we're on a boat, and we're sailing forward and we're looking forward, we're chasing the horizon and the horizon's this imaginary construct out in the distance. And if we sail all night and wake up the next morning and walk to the front of the boat and look off the front, we're still gonna see the still same horizon. The same. Yep. No progress that we can perceive. So yep. the way we measure progress is always backwards, 
go to the back of the boat, look backwards, we see the land now is this teeny tiny little thing off in the back. And you've made progress. Yeah, so a positive focus is really just before we step into what's coming next, we want to start measuring a few of the things we've accomplished in the last quarter, the last year, uh, celebrate some of those victories, take... Uh, take account of the progress that we have made so far. Absolutely. And so a part of that that we always do as a part of that exercise um, and looking back off the boat is what did I get done, right? And then we have to go, okay, what is currently working in my business and what is not working? And that could be, I mean, honestly, both sides of that. I can look at the... Um, personal and business side of this, but really in the business side, what's working in my business and what's not. It's one of our little core values. All progress starts with honesty. Yeah. And uh, yeah, as I'm reflecting on where I want to be, what I want to get done, I'm just taking honest, again, accounting of some things that in the last year have really worked for me. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, just an honest assessment of what's not. And uh, we're not trying to solve for those just yet. Yeah. We're just thinking through the areas, again, so that, much of what we talked about so far is really just getting our mindset right and place. our clarity and our focus on the things that we know we're going to want to go focus on. Right. And so working and not working is in every little exercise we do as an organization, we always start with that. Where have we been? What do we accomplish? So our yep. heads are square. Yep. And then, okay, what's working, what's not, so that we know where to go focus our yeah, attention. Absolutely. So actually next, we get to focus on the numbers, because I think this is the part that real, real realtors want to get into. Um, and so I would say, if you don't know your numbers, you should. And so we're going to kind of give you some advice on the numbers that you should be tracking and the numbers that you should know, right? Um, so as I'm looking at how I did, again, we're still looking back before we work on moving forward. Um, what kind of What kind of components or what numbers should I be tracking? Yeah, I mean, I love what's on this worksheet yeah, here, our, <clears throat> our production. And, and I think the way you've got the setup is great. We're looking backwards at what we did in the last 12 months. And yeah. then we're looking forward to what we'd like it to be. Yeah. And a little bit of space for notes in between. So, you know, units obviously is an important measurement because uh, um, we may grow in GCI, we may grow in commission, but do that by selling fewer homes yeah, or absolutely. we may sell a bunch more in any yeah. given year. And each yeah. unit that we sell represents a measurement of work. Yeah. Whether you sell $1 million home or $100,000 yeah. houses. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's 10 times the work. So we certainly want to know how we're doing on unit counts. GCI is really what we get to earn, right? Our yes. commission matters. Yep. Yep. You can't spend the units. No. Um, so we want to be <laughs> tracking how our commission is increasing and what our goals would be for that. Our buy-sell ratio is super important because we may have intentionality. We may look at this yes. year and say, look, I... 70% of my clients were buyers, but in this shifting market, I really want to get, get into some, sellers. absolutely, yeah. if I can get some more listings. And for a lot of agents, shifting into the listing side of the business is a step towards a more systematized business where I can actually control the listings and the marketing versus yeah. be serving buyers a lot. Yeah, And so absolutely. these are intentional decisions we want to make on yep. ratios of buyers and sellers. Average sale price is huge. And, yeah. and not just looking at this year versus next year, but even looking at my trajectory yes. of my average sale price. Um, obviously inflation means that this is good news. Properties yep. go up and commission goes up as a, a, a percentage of that. Right. Um, but intentionality maybe around shifting where I'm marketing yeah, is absolutely. something I want to be thinking about. So yeah. if I want to get my average sale price up, uh, this is a great place to be thinking about that so that I can modify my strategy and my plan that I'm going to be working on shortly yep. uh, to get that price up. Yep. Um, average commission per side. This is where we may have our price going up and we may have a lot of things going up. 
but we may be negotiating on our commission a little bit more or giving concessions on a bunch of sales. Right. So how can so we maybe hold the line and make plans to do that more? For some yeah. of us, our goal might be to get that 2.75 up to, to three. three, three. Yeah. Or, um, yeah. yeah, listings taken is important and our inventory is important to take track of, but listings taken relative to the number of listing sides closed is yeah. another important measurement for us because I might be taking a bunch of listings that um, I may have selling. A cancel rate, an expired yeah. rate. Yeah. These are good things to take a look at. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but maybe my goal for next year is to increase the number of list sides taken and focus on my listing business. Um, sides pended and obviously GCI pended is really just a look at where what do you have currently in the absolutely. tank, right? Absolutely. But these are your basic measurements inside of the real estate yeah. space. And again, we're not making any major goals here just yet. We're just right. thinking about, okay. What where, did I actually do? What did I do? And where are some areas that I see that there's an obvious opportunity for improvement? Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's easy to just show up and come up with a plan. Right. But tracking this and starting to look at the numbers is it's almost a process of peeling back the layers of an onion to start to yeah. think about, well, hold on, where are there areas for improvement or where is something I want to go focus attention yeah. on? It just opens the door to more intentionality as we think about our business. Plan. Absolutely. So know your numbers so that you, you can improve upon what you don't measure and what you don't track, right? So when this is an honest look in the mirror of where am I at? And then again, like how can I get to where I want to go and how can I make those in changes, improvements in those areas? It's funny. There's nothing profound here no. so far. No. It's really just a look in the mirror yeah. and, and taking the time to step out of your business and look at everything that's out there so far. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we're going to get into the lead source tracking here as another way to review what you your business actually was. But one thing I do want to mention that is later in the resources is the business snapshot. So this is like the components of your business too. So um, something that I have found helpful, especially with new agents, is to break it down by the components of your business, not just the numbers too. Um, so you can use that as another resource, as a way of looking back before you then go plan forward as far as like what's working and not working too. Really, again, just a, a resource to think about the different categories, the parts of your business that matter. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And there's a whole other podcast on that, that they can <laughs> review business snapshot. All right. So looking back again, it's super important to um, analyze where your leads came from, um, because you might be surprised when you actually go back and track this, um, where your successes were, for, like where your closings actually came from. Um, so I love this next resource um, as a way of kind of just analyzing, yeah, where did my leads actually come from? My successes. I just can't think of much more important than that, right? Right. <clears throat> I uh, I said just a couple of days ago after listening to a speaker that was talking a lot about how 80, 90% of the business in the, mar in the market shows up from repeat and referral business. Yeah. And yet, every time I hear these same people speak, they're, spo they're spending all their time focusing on activities or business in planning. In different areas. In, in areas that have nothing to do yeah. with repeat and referral business. Yeah. So yeah, taking a look at not just where your business came from, and that, that could be a tedious task if you're selling 30, 40, 50 homes to list where they all were, where the original source, source. of the leads were, but even further, who the people were that perhaps referred. referred. Yes. But then also to start to look at, well, which of those areas are you investing significant amounts of time, yes. energy, or money into? Yes. And that little assessment doesn't have to be super complicated. Just take the sales that you had, yep. list out where they came from, and then group those and figure out as a little snapshot, well, hold on, where are the results relative to the inputs? Yeah, absolutely. And that's just a very healthy look in the mirror 
to help you get your mind together on yeah. where you ought to be spending more time or more, more money next year. Yeah, I have very specific stories of working with agents that when they've done this, like, oh my gosh, I didn't realize I did have that many closings from XYZ, like an open house. And so, you know what? Maybe I'm really good at converting in that space and I need to spend more time, effort, and energy there. So for me, it's, yeah, just a really good way of going, huh, that did really work for me. Or, gosh, that didn't really work for me. I spent a lot of money there. Maybe that's not the best place or where my money should be going. Yeah, I love it. Um, okay, so the last part of looking back um, before we start to look forward. So this one's a really fun one for me. Um, review your database, right? So not just where my leads are coming from. You touched on a little bit with like tracking who actually gave you those referrals. So that's a little bit more of digging into that. Well, I think I just said I can't think of anything more important. Yeah. And then I just realized this is what's more important. <laughs> your people. <laughs> um, yeah, if you're running a business that's intentionally working to be by referral, and if we know that most of our business does come through repeat and referral, um, there's nothing more important than every year and maybe even every quarter assessing, okay, who are my peeps? Yeah. And remember, our objective here is not to have thousands of people that we send mailing lists to or or. Uh, Items of value and whatever, yes. We'd rather have a fewer... Higher quality than quantity. Actual relationships, people that actually communicate with us and are, are advocates. So mm -hmm. I think the idea here is just a... I don't want to say ranking because we're not ranking these human beings by the quality of who they are as people, but certainly um, the value that they represent to our business. Absolutely. So the idea is our top five to ten people, mm -hmm. um, maybe not just by last year's referrals, but by... Overall support Over or whatever, yeah. Well, and, and yeah, support for sure. Um, but I do think narrowing down to who referred me business Absolutely. the last three to five years. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, just taking account for who they referred to you. And sometimes you even find interesting um, patterns or correlations. You, you'll realize that someone three years ago referred you one person, but that person referred, referred you 30 you more. more. Yes, and uh, that's someone to even go back to and reinvest into because uh, they may know someone else just like that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, uh, taking a look at our top peeps uh, is a great exercise as we think about what we're going to be planning for next year. Yeah, absolutely. And I love, um, this was an exercise we did on a class as well, like that revenue created. It's another look at wow, the, what these referrals actually mean to your business and what that person, because they were the person referring them to you, what they meant to your business. And so maybe just, yeah, again, readjust who you're communicating with more regularly, your time, effort, and energy with those people. Um, it's, yeah, it's, it's very fundamental, but it's build, right. build, sort, qualify. Yeah. And if this is our largest asset, which I cannot overstate totally that it believe. is. Yes, yep. it is. Um, and taking the time to think about those relationships every year is huge. Yep. Awesome. All right. So this next one, production goals, I have found this one is so, so, so helpful. Um, we're starting, we got one more kind of piece of looking back as this helps us then also look forward because I have to know a little bit of my conversion ratios and that's why the numbers from before matter a little bit looking back, but this one really helps your brain figure out how you're winning in the short term. So if I need this many closings, if I want my goal is this with this much in GCI, how do I actually get there? And it breaks it down so that you walk away with a, this is how many appointments I need to be going on on average every week so that I know that I'm tracking towards my goal correctly. So this one's very profound for me because when you set that end goal, it's really hard to picture, well, how am I winning do I, how do I know I'm winning this week, right? Um, so this for me is a really way to, a helpful way of look, breaking that down. Well, 
just like we talked about in setting up our our forecast sheet. Yeah. And, yes. And the guy, the idea behind that psychologically is to focus more on the inputs than than on the and activities the and mm-hmm. the results. Sorry, the results. Yep. Um, yeah. This is this is just an exercise in working backwards from okay, what do I want to earn, mm-hmm. or how much do I want to sell? Yep. Backwards to okay, well, at these buyer seller ratios that I'm working, and given that it takes me three listing appointments to secure one, one listing, listing. Mm-hmm. and that for every listing, not every listing sells, right? Mm-hmm. So maybe only 70 or 80% of listings actually sell. And it sounds crazy to think that you can speculate on all those conversion ratios, but our agents tend to know what those are. Yeah. And we've got some guidelines for that. So this yeah. is a very, very powerful little spreadsheet yes. to start with where I want to be in terms mm-hmm. of production or revenue yep. and then work my way backwards to, okay, well, what's the work to be done on this. Now, yeah. some organizations will actually encourage you to go even further than this and take that all the way back to the number of people right. you would need to talk to. Every day. It, yeah. Every day. Yeah. In order, now, I think that's getting to the point of speculation, but people have done the math on yes. that. Yeah. Obviously, it's different if you're talking to your database than it is if you're talking to Fizbos. Yep. Um, but this exercise doesn't go that far. This just takes us back to, um, yeah, how many appointments, basically, yeah. am I going to need to go on each. If I can convert at these ratios mm-hmm. in order to get to this production amount. Yeah. And it's not a science exactly. Yeah, There's a little bit of an art form here. Yep. But I can tell you that we I've been using this spreadsheet for 20 years. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can get this to a relatively high degree of accuracy. Yeah. But the point isn't to perfectly know exactly how many appointments yeah. you need to go on. It's yeah. to get, again, our thinking straight about the work to be done yes, as we are absolutely. establishing our plan for next year. If it's going to, if we really want to increase our list side activity, for example, right. as part of our game plan, yeah. then we know we're going to need to increase our listing appointments. Mm-hmm. And if we want to get a certain number of list side sales, then we know this is approximately the amount of appointments I'm going to need to get. Now from there, yeah. I can work backwards to, okay, what am I going to do every week yeah. to be able to generate that number of opportunities? Exactly. It's a look in the mirror. Yeah, ac- exactly. And that goes perfectly into then planning your five spokes. So that's what we're getting work on next, right? So really all of this so far is building up to looking backwards and just like laying all the pieces of the puzzle on the table. Right. It's an interesting process. Yeah. It seems like almost not a lot of work, but it seems like a lot of work to get to a place where you can come up with a plan. Right. But worth doing. Uh, Yeah, absolutely. Like how in the heck are you going to know what you want to do if you have no idea where you've been, if you have no idea what's working or not working, um, if you have no idea where your lead sources actually came from and what what's working there, um, how many appointments do I get to need to go on and how do I get there? All of this does really culminate in the helping you make your plan moving forward. So this is about four days of work so far. Uh, I don't think so. Not at all. I, I was think joking. this can be way shorter. Yeah. So a, a couple hours just Set in a coffee time. shop working yep. on my positive focus and where I've been on some of my SWOT and my vision and my mission, some of my production from last year. Yep. A couple of hours, I should be able to get that all done. Yeah, absolutely. At most, right? Yeah. It, but, especially if you had your numbers tracked along the way, like that makes it easier. But this is going to set me up to really have a, a degree of clarity as I actually make plans. Now, yes. this is these are plans that make sense. Because I'm not just making up a number that I'd like to earn next year. And like pie in the sky, I have no idea, right? Like I'm just really shooting a number out of the dark. I mean, so knowing where you are, knowing where you want to go, knowing where you've been, hugely helpful in helping you plan forward. Well, and I I know I'm getting you off track. No, this is great. We're about to get to moving forward now. But um, I think it's just terrific to have that uh, series of resources available 
obviously people can do this any way they want, right? Yeah, absolutely. But following through this workbook, the way we've got it here mm-hmm. is a super easy roadmap yeah. to work through this, think it all through and set yourself up for success. Yeah, so. get yourself in the right headspace, right? And I think you've said it well th- throughout this already so far is that it's in a look in the mirror, right? Like that's what, where, what you're doing that whole time. So, um, yeah, this is probably one, one of my favorite things to do, which is the next. So this is the plan moving forward, right? Is helping, um, yourself. And that's what I like to do is help people figure out what they're going to do for their five spokes. This is your diversified lead generation strategy. So based upon where you want to go and based upon what's been working and not working and where you've gotten your closings from previously, what decisions do I need to make about where I'm going to go fill the top of my funnel and the plans that I'm going to do with that? Which is where we started. Yeah, absolutely. At, at the very beginning and, and should be something we already have in place every year. Yeah. I mean, if we're running our business correctly, we always should be looking at our five spokes. Frankly, I think we should all have them up on our walls. Yes, absolutely. The idea is that we have written action plans for each of these spokes, but they do move and, yes. and they shift. Mm-hmm. And especially as your business, your two, your three starts to focus more and more on repeat and referral business. Yes, but uh, on an annual basis to reevaluate and maybe even start from scratch to some extent. Yeah. What are the five, six, seven, whatever it might be, right. major areas of intentionality that I'm going to go have a plan of action mm-hmm. in order to generate leads? Yeah. We said it at the very beginning, we are in the lead generation business and um, that never really changes. What no. changes is that it becomes easier. It does. What changes is that if you build the business the way we've described it over the series, your business is a thing that starts to produce fruit without a whole yes. lot of work. And that yeah. might sound like pie in the sky, but we've got dozens and dozens of agents inside of our walls that can attest to that. Yeah. Um, what doesn't change though, is that even at that level of the business, you still have to have, we a have to be intentional about yes. our lead generation plan. So yeah. five spokes is that when we start planning forward, this is where we start because it's the top of the funnel yep. and it's what's going to feed everything else. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, having an actual action plan. So that's the other thing I want to stress here. It's not just naming, I'm going to do open houses. Like really dig in. What does that actually look like, right? Like how many are you going to commit to every month? And yeah, we do have a whole podcast in the series about it, but I'm super passionate about actually knowing what you're going to go do. And again, use all the things that you've been doing up to this point in your business planning to really nail it down. Yeah, the two that I see on that a lot is one of them will be database. Yeah, I'm like, "Uh uh-huh. Okay, so what are you going to do? Just have one? And so, yeah, am I going to have a couple of client parties this year? Am I going to have monthly items of value that I send out or market reports that I'm going to intentionally rotate five a month to my database, to my sphere? Am I going to be intentionally trying to add people to my database? Yeah. This would be all really digging into the action plan. The other one I like to see a lot is uh, social media. That's what I was going to say. That was going to be my next yep. one. Okay. So, oh, so what does that mean? What does that mean? And that might be something as simple as every single day, I'm going to log on to a couple of different accounts and comment on things inside yep. of my database's uh, feeds. Yep. But it probably ought to be more than that. I'm going to be putting out at least one I, one one video item per week. Yep. And I'm going to be intentionally putting out certain other amounts of content. And so intentionality about that. What's interesting about having a plan like that is most times the best laid plans don't actually happen exactly like you imagined they would. They morph, they shift. Right. Um, but you're better having a written plan Something. of action that you can tweak. Right. Right than just waking up every day or every week and saying, well, what should I do today? Yeah, 
I'm going to do social today, right? <laughs> Which kind of goes perfectly into this next segment that is all about your marketing, right? Um, so no matter what archetype you are, no matter um, what your lead generation plan, you should still have a marketing plan and a marketing strategy. Um, and so there's lots of nitty gritty and details and you have a lot of resources available to you in this spreadsheet. But really we want to just focus on kind of this idea of the big things that need to get on your calendar first, right? That's kind of where I would approach this from first as you're part of your marketing plan. Well, I mean, I think specifically if your marketing plan includes an intentional social media distribution or an intentional campaign into, let's say, a geographic neighborhood where I'm going to be sending out mailings or something. Yeah. But certainly if I'm going to be doing Popeyes. Yes, um, plan ahead. To say Popeyes is a spoke is is great, but there are certain benchmarks throughout the year. There are times of the year where it's great to go door to door and drop stuff off. There is July 4th and there is Halloween. These are great contexts in order to plan stuff like that. The same is true with client appreciation parties. And so many of our agents have done such an amazing job of uh, not just planning, but hosting these events. Yeah, Um, Those don't happen unless we plan into them, right? You've got to know they're coming. So hopefully by the time we're here, we've also talked to our family about when we're taking vacations. We've looked at our year ahead. And now what we're doing is starting to think, okay, hold on. April might be a great time for me to have a fill in the blank function right. for right. my, for my clients. But right. starting to map out the year isn't, is, is, um, it's a non-negotiable because yeah. most of these things don't just happen in 24 hours. They take planning and a budget and yep. intentionality. Yep. So I love this little 12 month calendar. It's just a way to think out the year at a high level. Yep. It doesn't do all the work for you. No but it certainly gets you ahead. Well, frankly, as a company, yes. we have all of next year uh, by, what is it, August? Oh, September, October. Yeah. Yes, completely mapped out yeah. because we have to be planning out that far ahead. Now, yeah. an agent running their business for the first year probably doesn't have to be that far out. Right. Um, but absolutely a quarter ahead in terms of what you're going to be doing for your mailings, for your Popeyes, for your marketing events, even for your social media posts. Right. Uh, is incredibly helpful if you're actually wanting to build a business. Yeah. And just even having the, you don't have to have the perfect idea, right? Like this is, you have the idea to do something then is better than I have a blank sheet of nothing, right? So, I mean, I'm going to do a pop by in July. You can get the details figured out as it gets closer, but just knowing that you're committing to that and saying it's in my calendar and I'm going to go do it because of all the things. Well, so far I've told my brain that I'm committed to doing this in July and I know it's going to be in the summer. Yeah. And so in the back of my head now I'm thinking about what would be a good summer pop by. Yeah. And yeah, instead of coming up with a last minute, right? Or not. Or not doing it at all. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And again, like I said, there's um, better, more resources if you are a person who really wants to dig in and get super detailed with um, with your marketing plans. But just start with the overall idea first. Um, This to me is the next part of the process. Cause we start with the top of the funnel. What is my lead generation strategy? Right. And now it's all about building that remarkable client experience. So this next, um, tool and resource that we have for you in your business planning is a front stage audit, which we do have other podcasts on as well. Um, but let's give a quick review of why this is, is so important in the context of a business plan. Well, it's a, it's a challenging exercise if I'm in my first year. Yes. But all of these resources are for agents that are running their business year. I mean, our top agents are running through this business planning every exercise year. most year, every year. Yes, yeah. absolutely. With their teams even. Yeah. Um, using versions of these or tweaked versions of these or their own versions of them. Mm-hmm. But uh, 
uh, at the end of the day, a front stage audit is maybe one of the more important things you can ever do every single year. The front stage is really just where all of the things that we do for our clients manifest themselves. The front stage is where our clients actually realize value. So our front stage is an agent is our listing presentations. Yeah. It's our buyer consultations. consultations. Yep. It's showing. It's it's our offices that we bring people to to sign documents. It's yeah. our packets that we hand out. It's our everything that the everything. A, the client gets to touch and see and feel. Mm-hmm. Um, that's our front stage. And auditing that is a function of looking at each one of those components, kind of like walking through the the front stage with a clipboard and going, okay, what's working, what's not? But the idea here is we start first. Let's just start, for example, with our listing presentation. Yeah, absolutely. We start with the idea of what is the ideal experience. And what we're looking for when we do this exercise is feeling words. We're looking for... Well, in the listing presentation, the client feels, first of all, heard. They feel like it was a a consultation. They feel like their um, fears and concerns were were that we took notice of those. They feel safe and secure and they feel that we have a plan. Yeah. Um, that's what we want them to feel. Well, okay. So then we go, well, what's working and not what's not working? In well, that space currently. Yeah. So maybe the answer is, is, as a new agent, I don't have a listing presentation. <laughs> I don't have anything put together. Well, well, now we know that we have some work to do yeah. this year. Or maybe it's that we had 12, we only converted three or four of them, and we weren't prepared for these sorts of things. Okay, well, so what are some new ideas yep. that we can implement in the next year? And what are some backstage actions or improvements that we can work on? The goal here is just to look at each of the phases of our front stage yep. and ask ourselves, how can we make not monumental changes, right. but incremental ones? Every yep. year, every quarter, can we be assessing what's working, what's not? What would make our clients feel even better? Remember, our whole goal here... Yes is to create a remarkable client experience so that we can win these people as an advocate, yes. even if we don't win the sale. Yeah, absolutely. And so feeling is the key word. What's working, what's not, what can we implement? An incremental change every single year moves us forward and we overestimate what we can accomplish in, in a year, year, but underestimate what we can accomplish in 10. Yeah. So intentionality around this as part of our business planning really also opens our eyes to, okay, as we map out our year, what are the projects and initiatives and improvements yeah. in terms of working on our business rather than just in it yep. that we need to go focus time on? Yeah, absolutely. It's And again, I love that you said incremental, right? So I'm a new agent. I've just figured out, okay, this is how I think a transaction is actually supposed to go. I think I've maybe got a grasp on that, but now really breaking it down to the components and maybe just take two of them. Take your next year to say, okay, I'm going to make my listing presentation stellar. I'm going to make my buyer consultation stellar. And those are the two pieces that I'm going to continually work on to make even better as I go throughout the year, right? It doesn't have to be the whole funnel every single year. Well, it's a little overwhelming, isn't it? Right. I can, I, I and there's can't always someone that. doing something better than you. <laughs> right. And so, uh, yeah, incremental is a good word. Uh, intentional is another one. Yeah. Uh, all of these are just exercises to take account, to audit, to look in the mirror. Yeah. And all progress starts with honesty and all of these are kind of honesty worksheets, aren't they? Absolutely. Absolutely. So what we do have for you in your spreadsheet is also then your money, right? So all of this, you know, could or could not work. Um, All the best laid plans and all of that good stuff. We've got to figure out the money portion of that. So you, the fun word to the budget, right? Um, But what we want to point out here is keep it simple, right? Like it doesn't have to be rocket science, but we've talked about this again, a lot in other podcasts, but get your personal stuff in order. So there is a personal bid budget accounting in this spreadsheet as well. Um, and then get your business budget in order. Is there anything more to say on that? You got to know where the money's going, right? Well, I'm just thinking about first year. Yeah. Um, 
I may not have a massive budget in the first year, but I've got some expenses. Yeah, and you know. if nothing, laying out what my MLS dues, yeah. what my monthly fees are going to be, what my my gas and stuff. And then if I am making small investments into Popeyes or into yes. scheduling that out, so that I can, um, I can have a picture of when I'm going to need to make sure I've got some savings put aside or right. some revenue coming in. Right. Um, that can get a lot more complicated in time. And yes. eventually you can sign up for financial services and have someone yeah. doing your budget and your yeah. P&Ls for you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we're, we're here to run businesses. Yep. And it starts small. Uh, but uh, yeah, the money component of running a business is pretty essential. So I guess yeah. this is a, a little meeting that you're having as the CEO with your CFO, CFO which exactly. happens to be you too. Which is you. Um, yeah, and the way this is set up is that you can kind of go look back again um, at what you actually spent so far. Um, and then you can kind of track it as you go into the next year and where you want to make changes and tweaks. So um, yeah, I got to have the money portion in order as well. So um, before we wrap up, yeah. I, I just want to like... Uh, this is a lot of stuff. So much stuff. But if you if you start at the very top, eight eight components here, we're starting with our vision, mission, and core values. This is going? just, who, who am I? What do I value? Where am I trying to be in 10, 15 years? And what's important to me? Yes. A SWOT. What do I bring to the table? And what's going on in the world around me right now that I need to be focusing attention on? Yep. Um, a review or look back. Positive focus. What did I win? What's working? What's not? What was my production? What are the areas of my business, the business snapshot that yep. I need to like take a look at? Because yep. these are just a different framework to think about where things might be working or not working. Yep. A review of my leads, yep. where they came from, what worked, what didn't with uh, lead generation. And a review of my people. Mm -hmm. Because they're Who are your people? most likely the largest source of opportunity for me in my, in my future growth and development. Yeah. So I look back. Then goals. Setting some actual production goals, which is really where most people start. Right. And I think what we're doing is getting to that point. But what do I want to increase? What do I want to tweak? What do I want to change? And then, yeah, how am I going to get there? So what is my lead generation plan yep. with five spokes? What is my marketing plan in terms of uh, what am I going to invest in, do, and how am I going to spread that throughout the year? Yep. What does my front stage look like? Where do I need to improve? Where do I need to spend time? What do I need to work on versus in? in. Um, and then, yeah, how on earth am I going to afford all this stuff? Yeah. As I put together a budget for the year. It's really not that complicated. Right, it's really not. It's eight little little components. When you look at the spreadsheets for the first time, you can go, holy cow, this is a ton of stuff for me to figure out. The truth is, if you follow the steps beginning to end, it'll offer a lot of clarity yep. and guidance. It's kind of like paint by numbers. Yeah, um, it really and, is. And it's an exercise in, uh, in growth, meaning every year we get better and better and better at this. Yeah. Um, and eventually we wake up and we've got a great database that's providing a lot of leads to us and a great revenue and we're running our business plan and we actually own a business. Yeah. Um, this is the step to get there yeah. that most agents skip. Absolutely. Because no one actually, well, holds them accountable or helps them take the first steps to actually build a business plan. Right. Absolutely. And so once you have this, right, I mean, so yeah, it'll get even better with time. Like this is your probably may your, maybe your first shot at this, right? Um, it will get even better as you go. And as you know what you should be tracking and looking at along the way, it'll get even easier and you'll have better trajectory as you continue to do this. But one of the things I would definitely suggest um, is not just looking at this every year, right? <laughs> looking at it consistently, having it in front of you. Um, and there are resources in here that can actually help you track your commissions and things like that along the way, right? Um, but have 
some time set aside to review this. And so we suggest at least a minimum of doing a quarterly review with yourself, right? And which is like kind of a little mini business planning session every quarter with yourself to see where you're at, right? Same thing. Which ironically starts with a look off the back yes, of the boat exactly. and saying, hey, what did I get done so I feel good? And then what's working and not working and what, what do I need, I need to, to go focus done? on the next quarter? Yeah. It's really not that complicated. Right. I think we make it more complicated in our heads, but part of it's because we don't, it's like looking at the scale or looking, sometimes you just don't want to see. Yeah. Um, seeing is the first step Yeah. and committing some of the stuff to paper. It's yeah. like journaling. You go back and read the old stuff. Most of it doesn't all come together. Right. A lot of it does. Yeah. Um, and it's, you don't have to read too too much or look too far to figure out the pattern. The most successful people on the planet tend to write out their plans and have plans, and uh, they are more successful than people who don't. Yeah, and they're looking at it, and they're you know it's a living, breathing document that they're looking at. They're making changes, and they're thinking about it as they go. And we have all of these resources for you, which is the great part here too. You don't have to figure it out on your own. We have these resources for you, even for those quarterly reviews. So you're recommending quarterly, but really we would say if you're doing this right, even monthly, you can yeah. jump in. I think the point I want to make is there's really nothing to review if you haven't taken the time to put together a plan together at the beginning of the year. Yeah. Um, you can't measure against nothing. Yep, exactly. Um, all you can do is go, how do I feel and how does it look today? Yeah, So absolutely. Well, we hope this helps get you at least started. Keep it simple. Follow the process. It's all kind of there for you. Um, and raise your hand and ask for help along the way if you need it. Um, but yeah, hopefully these eight components at least get you started in the right direction for your business plan. Very good. Thank you for joining us on our Century 21 Foundation Series. For more resources, other episodes, workbooks, and guides, head to c21foundations.com.